Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. I'm your host, Jim Barron. Today is the 8th of April, and of course, it's Masters Weekend. Who is going to claim the green jacket this year? We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Red Hot Rays, and of course, the Lightning getting ready for the playoffs in less than 10 days. The number here, 877-448-7901. JimmyBSports.com if you want to shoot us an email. If it's any good, we'll get it on the show. We'll be right back to kick off the show on Power 90.1. If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, if you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable. When you order today, Nano will give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case and even ship them to you for free. Here's the number. Call now. 800-291-2865-800-291-2865-800-291-2865. That's 800-291-2865. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Hopefully, everyone's having a great weekend so far. How about the Masters? If you're a golf fan, you're obviously glued to the set, watching the play up there at Augusta, trying to see what Tiger's going to do, if he's going to make the cut, how his leg's holding up. You're going to see the LIV players versus the PGA players, all the drama. And then on top of that, let's throw in a couple of huge trees falling on the course during play on Fridays. What happened is that the second round was delayed and never finished yesterday due to weather. The weather delays twice, once at about 3.30, then again at 4.22, I think it was, where you had the inclement weather come back, heavy winds and rain, and the wind was enough to bring down some huge pines. Luckily, no one got hurt. I'm not sure how they escaped that, but it did crush some chairs of some spectators that were there, and it fell. A couple trees fell just in front of the 17th tee box. So imagine as you're walking down the fairway after your 17th tee shot and you look behind you and you see trees falling. Talk about uh, some lucky timing on your part. So luckily no one got hurt. They're going to clean everything up and get ready for today's play. However, today's play is iffy as well because of the weather. Huge chance of bad weather today. We still have, I think, 46 players that need to finish the second round. You have players that still have uh, nine holes to go in some cases. You have John Rahm that has to finish the back nine. Uh, Cameron Young has to finish the back nine. You have uh, Adam Scott only played 10 holes. Shane Larry played 13. Matsuyama threw eight. Uh, Justin Thomas only played nine. Cameron Smith played eight. So you have a lot of golfers 
that are up in the top 10, top 20 that need to finish the second round before they can even start the third round. It should be an interesting day of golf. The temperatures are going to drop from the 70s into the 50s for the play today. Uh, don't know what to expect. I'm sure it's not the kind of weather that uh, Tiger is looking for. He's trying to still make the cut when play was suspended. He was uh, at plus two for the tournament. He had the opening round 74 on Thursday, and it was plus two after 11 holes when play was ended for the day yesterday. So he still has seven holes left to go. The projected cut at the time of the termination of play yesterday was plus two. So he's sitting right there on that cut line, or at least a projected cut line. He's going to have to go out there today, find a way to get loose, warm up, and go out there and at least, no, maybe get one or two more birdies so he can be assured of getting to come back and play in the bad weather later on in the day. How about that for some motivation? Anyway, these guys are all used to it, but when you're in the Masters, it just adds to the overall tenseness that goes with it. You had oh, Scotty Scheffler out there who... Um, you know, no one's been playing better than him. He goes out there and shoots a um, 75 on the first day. Um, no, I'd say that 75 yesterday. He shot a 68 on the first day. So he's he's only at minus one. And he was the odds-on favorite to win the way he's been playing. So it does. I mean, with all the undulations of the green, with the... Uh, the way that, of course, it's so hilly. Greens are small, couple postage stamp greens to hit into on several occasions. You're going to have the wind coming into play now. I think I saw where there's seven holes that if you just go out there and hit, you know, typical cuts, you know, left to right, you're going to be in trouble if you're not able to draw the ball because a lot of these holes are going to, you know, make you do that the way the wind's going to be blowing today. So who's in the lead? After completing the second round, Kepka is minus 12. He had a great first round of a 65. He looked like he couldn't be beat on Thursday. 65 on Thursday, 67 yesterday to put him at 12 under. And he was three shots ahead of John Rahm. Like I mentioned earlier, Rahm did not finish his round for the day, but he's in second place at minus nine. He was minus two for the day when play was halted. So we'll see how he finishes. Sam Bennett... The amateur came back. To, he was in second place until Rom overtook him later in the day. Uh, he's up minus eight. He had a um, pair of 68s out there the last two days. And, you know, he looks great. I'll tell you, for an amateur, nerves of steel to be able to go out there and, and do what he's doing. Hopefully he can keep it going. I don't think you've had someone that uh, shot the round as he had since 19. 58, somebody said, as an amateur doing that. So congratulations to Sam. Hopefully he has you know, a good showing in the next two days here. Colin Montgomery, uh, Colin Montgomery, Colin Morikawa, minus six, along with Victor Hovland. Now, Hovland shot a 65 opening day on Thursday. Had a chance, actually, at the course record of 63. Just wasn't able to keep up the pace there on the back nine. But he was on fire. He's uh, 65 
the first day, minus six. Jason Day, minus five. He did finish the second round. So he's in the clubhouse with a minus five. Same with Sam Burns, minus five. Jordan Spieth, minus five. And then you go Cameron Young. He's at uh, minus five, but still has nine holes to play on the back nine they're trying to finish the round Gary Woodland Phil Mickelson minus four Mickelson had a good day you know, he shot um, minus five, five under on Friday after an opening round 73 he still has one hole to go so he could conceivably be at five under you know, going into the uh, third day so lots of lots of drama lots of um People out there watching the crowd was tremendous. Watching some of it, um, the, the sidelines, the fairways were just lined with fans cheering on you know, their favorite players, whoever it might be, which is the way that, that it should be. And so much is being made of this LIV versus the PGA. You're hearing that, you know, Greg Norman was not invited to the Masters because he's only been there two out of the last 10 years from what they're saying. I'm hearing that if there is a LIV player, there's 18 players from the LIV tour in the Masters this weekend. And, you know, you see things where if there's an LIV player in the, the final final round and a final pairing that all 18 players will be at the 18th green cheering them on uh, the, it, it very well could be you might have a John Rom versus a Brooks Kepka scenario if things go that way so uh, you never know what's going to happen but you know when I look at the, the LIV versus the, the PGA I see a lot of things built up in the media. I see a lot of people out there saying, um, you know, stirring the pot, if you will. I don't really see the the drama that exists. The, the players will tell you. The ones that went over to the LIV to play, and there's a lot of big names that did, they went there for a reason. And that reason is financial stability for themselves and their family. They saw a better opportunity for them at the point that they did than where they were in the PGA. And of course, you have people that stayed in the PGA, Tiger Woods, McElroy, some others that, you know, are never going to go anywhere. They, you know, Woods feels as though he built the PGA. He's going to stay there as long as he can, which, by the way, I think this is his last Masters. I think that uh, his health isn't going to allow him to get around that course anymore, especially without the aid of a golf cart. But people like him that built the... Um, the built the PGA, they're not going anywhere. It was really good to see Jack Nicholas out there hitting the the shot on Thursday morning out there to start off the tournament. It was nice. His wife was on the bag. <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny to see, but I thought it was a really nice um, tradition that they have at the Masters. Phil Mickelson, you know, he was out there. Of course, he's with the LIV right now. So it should be a very interesting weekend between the weather, between the, uh, the, the drama of whether or not Tiger makes the cut and gets to be play the last two rounds, how he's going to hold up in the cooler 
damp weather is going to be definitely something on the radar to watch, literally. And then you have, like I mentioned, the LIV PGA drama. We'd love to hear what you think. 877-448-7901. Who did you pick to win the tournament, number one? And what's your take on the alleged drama with the LIV PGA? You know, you see Dustin Johnson wearing his four aces shirt on the round yesterday. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, he's entitled to wear what he wants to wear. And, you know, do you think that's stirring up the pot, though? Do you think that, you know, it should be about the the play, about the tradition, about the um, on-course scores? Or, you know, do you, are you okay with the perceived media? I'd love to hear what you have to say. JimmyBSports.com. Shoot me an email and let me know your thoughts on the last two days here. We'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1. Pickleball, the fastest growing sport in America. Do you play? Are you looking to transform your game? Well, now it's easier and more fun than ever to take your game to the next level. Introducing the Ernie, the most advanced pickleball training machine in the world. Ernie holds an industry-leading 150 pickleballs, shoots from 10 miles per hour for dinking drills all the way to an amazing 65 miles per hour to work on handling those drives. Ernie is controlled by your smartphone, has 24 pre-programmed drills, and you can even customize your own drill shot sequences the future of pickleball training is here and the ernie team will be hosting demos on this groundbreaking machine all over the state of florida through the month of april want to test it out go to erniepickleballmachine.com for more information that's www.erneepickleballmachine.com and give them a shout to check out this game-changing machine in person train win repeat with ernie have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you, we promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800-918-7169. 800-918-7169. 800-918-7169. That's 800-918-7169. Now. now. Back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, baseball fans. How about the Tampa Bay Rays? The hottest team in baseball after one week. <laughs> so the Rays had a great first week. They're 6-0 and all right now. Uh, they won three games on the road, three games at home. And, of course, we're hosting the A's this weekend. Let's see what happens. And... Getting off to a great start. I'll tell you what, what, what really amazed me was that the Rays are doing everything good so far. Of course, well, when you're undefeated, you're doing something right. But they're doing great things on the mound with the pitchers. Uh, Cash is using everybody like he always does, which drives me crazy in some situations. Pulling people, throwing after throwing no-hit baseball for six innings. Let's yank him out of there. And you know, but I guess you can't argue the fact when it's working. Let's see what happens. But after coming into the weekend, the thing that amazed me about the production of the Rays was that they were leading Major League Baseball in runs scored. But they had 44 runs scored after six games. They were one or two ahead of the Dodgers. Uh, so that's saying something, especially after the feeble performance that this team had in the playoffs last year. If you remember what they did with against Cleveland and 
it wasn't anything fun to watch, that's for sure. However, they definitely flipped the switch, and so far this year, they're, they're scoring runs. I think they were getting you six, six runs a game so far. And with the pitching staff that they have, McClanahan has a, a couple wins, I believe, already. When they're out there, you know, you have Zach Eflin, Pitching for the Rays, you have um, Spring, who had, I think, some no-hit baseball going through five innings or something like that. Uh, it's just uh, the first place, obviously. Uh, Yankees are second with a 4-2 and two record, two games behind. Toronto, 4-3, two and a half games behind. Franco and Ramirez, you know, they both had... Uh, Two hits, including a home run, as the Rays defeated the Nationals 7-2 on Wednesday. Now, Luke Rayleigh is raking out there. Josh Lau, Yandy Diaz homered as the Rays beat the Nationals on Tuesday night 10-6. So, you have a team right now, talk about... You know, not easing yourself into it. They're out there. Rondo Franco batting 417, slugging percentage of almost 800. Luke Rayleigh, three home runs already. Siri, uh, eight RBIs. Uh, so <laughs> you have a team that you can't say enough about. And I definitely enjoy talking about them hitting the ball because. You know, we know we talked about them in the other situations where they were unable to produce one run so many times last year. So I'm going to definitely enjoy this team as uh, we keep it going. And they are hosting Oakland this weekend. One of the things I'll say about that, Oakland, there were like 18 different minor league teams that drew more fans in a couple of the games this week, they had 3,000 fans at one of their games. So it's really just a matter of time before the Oakland Athletics move somewhere. Most likely, I would say it's probably going to be Vegas. But at this point, there's no way Major League is going to allow the pitiful attendance that Oakland is you know, seeing right now and that's something about the Rays that I hope as the season goes on we all know that after opening day and the first week attendance seems to drop hopefully they can do some things to get you know, people in the stands whether it's some giveaway items drop the prices I think there's $10 tickets I saw this weekend to get in to see the A's play uh, that's what they need to do. So hats off to them for uh, seeing that and, and doing that. And now we'll talk about the stadium issue at a different time. Let's just enjoy right now what they're doing on the diamond. Your thoughts, 877-448-7901, jimmybsports.com. If you want to shoot us an email that way, who's your favorite team? Do you think that we're going to be able to win the American League East? Of course, you have Boston, Baltimore, Toronto, the Yankees in that division. That's a tough division, year in and year out. And we've had success in that division getting to the playoffs. Do you think that we're going to be able to win it again this year and maybe, you know, break the spell of just getting to the playoffs and, you know, going further into the playoffs? Let's go a little deeper into the playoffs and see what happens. And the second question I have about that is, who is your favorite Rays player? Who do you think is the face of the Rays this year? For so many years, it was, of course, Kevin Kiermaier, 
he's no longer with the team. So do you think that you know, Wander Franco took over that role? Um, do you think it's, I don't know, do you think it's Jose Siri? Maybe it's a pitcher, McClanahan, but it's never a pitcher that's really the face of a, of a team. So I would like to know who you think is uh, the face of the franchise. And not just the face, but who's the leader? Most teams that go on to win a, a chip in whatever sport they're playing, they have a team leader. You can figure out who the leader on that team is. And I'm not just saying the best player on that team. I'm saying who is the leader in the clubhouse? Who is the leader off the field? Who is the one that when it comes time to call a team meeting is the one that sends that message out to everyone? Who's the one that commandeers the clubhouse? Who's the one that People know that when they're not in a good mood, you don't go near them because you don't want to catch their wrath. That's what I want to know about this team. I haven't, I don't think this team has had a leader so many years. Is it Yandy Diaz? I, it might be, it could be, but these guys have to step up. And as the season progresses, I think we'll go out there and see you know, who's going to step in and who's going to fill that position. Because that is something that you need, in my opinion anyway, to go out there and excel as a team to get to the next level. I'm not talking about just making the playoffs. I'm talking about winning everything. You need that leader that's going to go through the rough patches, which every team has. Whether it's going to be injuries, whether it's going to be just times where nothing seems to be working for the team. You can't score any runs. Who knows? Maybe there's a situation such as Diaz uh, last year with a Rosarina who's having a great season so far. Uh, incidents like that. Who's the one that uh, kind of patches things up and makes everything right when the wheels seem to be falling off? That's the person that I want to see step up. And when I see that happen, then I'm going to be able to say, yeah, this team can definitely go to the next level. So... Those are all things that I'd like to have uh, an email from you guys. See what you say. If you want to call in, 877-448-7901. Other games, how's your team? If you're not a race fan, that's okay. Uh, But who's your team and how are they doing if you look throughout baseball the rest of the way? How about the changes that we had, the rules changes? How's that working out for you? Are you a pitch clock fan? Um, stealing bases. If you like runners on the base paths, steals are up this year. The length of the time is down. There was a game that was actually under two hours this past week. Is that something that you enjoy? Or when you go to a game, do you want to sit there and take the game in and enjoy it and not worry about how long it takes? There's no veins of thought on both of those and I'd like to hear what you have to say about that. Now, you have the Cleveland Guardians. They're 5-2 and two right now. First place in the Central. The uh, Angels are 4-2 and two in the West. You have the Braves at 6-1 and one atop the National League East. Phillies last year in the World Series, they're off to a bad start. They're 2-5 and five this year. You have the, um, the Mets who had some injuries, as you know, going into the season, especially after the World Baseball Classic. They're 4-4. Four and four. 
Uh, they have a lot of talent and a lot of payroll on that team. Dodgers, of course, they're going to always be good. They're 5-2, and two, so we'll see what happens. It's going to be a great, uh, interesting summer. The boys of summer are back, and I'd love to hear your thoughts. JimmyBSports.com will be right back to keep the show going. You are in the gymnasium. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. They have access to great prices and discounts at over 500 different airlines. Plus 300,000 hotels and rental car companies. 800-331-3981. 800-331-3981. 800-331-3981. That's 800-331-3981. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Lightning fans, are you ready for the playoffs yet? I know I am. This last week or so of the season just seems to be dragging on. And yeah, the Lightning are out there and yeah, they're playing hard. I'd love to see what happened with Kalorn the other night. Him and Adam Fox of the Rangers, they're both fined $5,000 a piece for separate slashing incidents. But... You know what? The effort was there. The, uh, the, the play was there. We just uh, ended up losing that game. And that's a team, the Rangers, if you remember, we played them last year. And we could very well play them again this year. Because if um, both teams advanced, they'd be playing, I think, in the third round. But, of course, that's down the road. We need to focus right now on staying healthy these last um, couple games and getting ready for Toronto. We're not going to catch them in the standings, I don't believe. So, and even if we did, it would mean one extra game here, potentially a seventh game versus up in Toronto. So I think for all intents and purposes, we can pretty much say that Game one is going to be in Toronto. We're going to play two games on the road. And you know what? The Lightning actually like playing on the road in in their opening rounds so that they can steal a game early on. And then all of a sudden, you win game one or game two on, on the other team's ice. You now have a home ice advantage. So then you come back here to Amelie and two games here and then one 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 as necessary. You go back and forth. So... Um, that's the interesting part. That's the fun part these last couple of weeks. I just hope that we still play, go out there with a purpose and, you know, sharpen some things up and the defense has been looking pretty good. Just keep that going. But above all, don't, you know, rest some players and don't let anybody get hurt. That's the main, that's the main cog in the picture, in my opinion. If you watch that game against the Rangers, uh, Shusterkin looked pretty good as a goalie for them. People say he's better than um, the big cat that we have, Vasilevsky. I say, no way. I don't care what award you want to give to Shusterkin. Vasilevsky come to big games. He's dialed in. He's been dialed in, and he's just waiting for the playoffs. Anyway, uh, that's what Killorn got fined for. They were both fined $5,000, both he and Fox. Fox, of course, uh, slashed Corey Perry a few minutes earlier than uh, Sesterkin got slashed. But 5000 is the maximum allowed under the league rules there, um, the bargaining agreement. So... I like the enthusiasm and I like the play right now of 
the lightning. And I think going forward, it's going to be very important that this team has to just get into the right frame of mind right now, finish out the season, like I mentioned, uh, in a way that is preparing you for the playoffs, but not overexerting to the point where uh, you have to worry about some type of uh, freak injury. Boston, of course, looking good. 61 wins, 127 points. That's that's out Standing, You can get 127 points in a season. I think they're going to break some type of record today. There's a triple header in hockey, and I think that, um, you know, you might see them breaking some type of record with, with points scored or something like that. Toronto, second, 103 points, and then we have 96. So we're seven points off of Toronto going into this weekend's play. Like I mentioned, at this point, I think you can pretty much say that come the playoff time will be um, dropping the puck game one up there in Toronto and that's so big for Toronto I mean we got spoiled down here we've been in the the finals what three four three of the last four years um, and I still say that we would have won last year had point not been injured if he did not have that groin injury, I, we would have, I, I believe, had our third consecutive Stanley Cup, which is unheard of. But nonetheless, let's get ready for the playoffs. Switching gears a little bit. NBA wraps up their season this weekend. Come Sunday, this, this regular season is over. And then at that point, what happens, there's going to be... Um, a play-in series. So you have both the East and the Western conferences. And what happens is that once the season is over, you're going to have the last four teams uh, playing in what they call the play-in tournament. So let's, for example, take the East right now. Milwaukee is the one seed. All right. So you have the one seed Milwaukee, two seed Boston, three is Philly. Four is Cleveland, five of the Knicks, six is Brooklyn. So we need to fill out the seventh and eighth seed. So as it stands right now, and like I said, there are a couple games uh, this weekend, but as it stands right now, the play-in tournament will consist of the number seven team playing the number eight team, as well as the number nine team playing the 10 team. And this is in both um, conferences, but for the East right now, you have Miami's a seven, Atlanta's is an eight. So the winner of that game, and it's just one game, the winner will be the seventh seed. The loser of that game will go on to play the winner of the ninth and tenth play-in game. So that's going to be Toronto as the ninth seed right now and the Bulls as a 10 seed. So, and then that'll round out the top eight teams in the East. On the other side of the bracket, you have the Western Conference. Number one right now is Denver. Great season, 52 and 28. Memphis is second. You have Sacramento in the third slot. Phoenix, four. Clippers, five. Golden State, six. Then you get to the play-in tournament there for the seventh seed. Um, you have the Lakers right now as a seventh seed playing New Orleans. Now, both of those teams are 41 and 39, so some big games this weekend. And then you have Miami, uh, Minnesota playing OKC 
in the ninth and tenth seed. So like I said, the winner of the ninth and tenth seed game will go ahead and play the winner of the seventh and eighth seed to see who the last two spots are. And that's uh, the playoff start. The regular season ends, like I said, tomorrow. Play-in games, I believe, are uh, Tuesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. And then the, the actual playoffs start with the 16 teams on next, uh, next Saturday, I believe, on the 15th. So... Again, that's a, a fun time of year if you're a basketball fan. And, you know, once you get into the basketball playoffs, you have basketball playoffs going. You have the NHL going. You have baseball, you know, getting under you know, full swing, full speed ahead. So it's a very exciting time of year as far as sports goes for all that. Love to hear your comments. If you're a basketball fan, tell me who your team is and how you think they're going to do in the playoffs, if they're going to make the playoffs. JimmyBSports.com, shoot me an email. Let me know your thoughts if you watch the NCAA tournament, both the men's and the women. Congratulations to the Yukon Huskies men on a uh, great win. They pretty much um, dominated every team that they played in the tournament. And uh, again, congratulations to them. They were a, a four seed, I believe. I don't think many people had them in the uh, in the brackets winning everything, although some people I'm sure did. But for the most part, most people did not. And on the women's side, you had uh, LSU beating... Um, the, the LSU beat Iowa in the semifinals. And now I'm drawing a blank on who they actually beat in the finals, but they went ahead and uh, they won that game. So I think that um, if you look at everything, actually, no, they did beat Iowa. They did beat Iowa in the finals. You had LSU playing Iowa with uh, that Clark girl who was an unbelievable athlete and player of the year. And, of course, you had some drama there as well, talking about... You know, some trash talking, which I have absolutely no problem with any of the trash talking. Here's my thing on that. If you can if you can dish it, you better be able to take it. And the players did. So you want to go out there and it had the highest rankings, the highest draw, highest ratings on TV for women's basketball because of what was going on with you know, those two teams, with things going back and forth. You had Angel Reese of LSU along with you know Caitlin there with Iowa. So I had no problem with that. Timing, you could argue, may have been a little bit off, but... Oh, as far as that goes, I, I I don't see anything wrong with it. I think Caitlin's coming back I, for her uh, senior year. They already curtailed sales of tickets because of the demand to go see her play. So, well done to all the teams that were mentioned above. And I think that, you know, if you look forward to next year, we have to keep our eye on the portal, the transfer portal. That's something that... We look at and that comes into play because you have teams right now that for one reason or another, maybe a change in the coaching staff or uh, certain situations or circumstances players aren't happy with. They want to quickly go into the portal and you know, see what their options are and who might want to pick them up. How do I feel about that? We're going to talk about that in another uh, at another time, but just quickly, I don't like it because what that does, the picture that is painted to these athletes is that if for some reason in life you're in a situation that 
you don't really like at the time, quick run away and go do something else. Look for a change right away versus trying to figure out what's going on and maybe in the long run, it'll work out best for you. So that's just in a nutshell. We'll, of course, dig into that and um, make more sense out of everything at a a different time. But that's my take on that. So, guys, a lot of sports going on this weekend. Like I mentioned, that's all the time we have right now. I want to thank you all for listening to the show. It's been growing every week. want to welcome VST Pickleball Technologies. We're going to be talking about pickleball in the upcoming weeks. Did anybody see the match with the former tennis players with um, Agassi playing John McEnroe? You see that last weekend? Pickleball, the fastest growing sport in the country. A lot to be said about that. We're going to hit on that in next week's show. As always, stay safe, stay vigilant. Above all, stay positive. Enjoy the weekend. We'll catch you next week in the gymnasium. Thanks for listening.